Thank you. Welcome to Schmears the Deal. I'm Nick Feynman here with Jake Seawalk. Jake, where are we today? We're at Pick a Bagel in Murray Hill at 23rd and 3rd. Although technically, is this technically maybe Gramercy? Um, so it's on the border. On of the border of, of like Flatiron and uh, Gramercy and uh, Murray Hill. We're at 23rd and 3rd Pick a Bagel. We're at the back. You walk in and you go past all the schmears and all the bagels, and then we're back by all the all their fresh produce. It's really drinks. a beautiful store. Yeah, and drinks, and actually. We're, we're right next to the drink fridge, and there's a I man. am so, so cold right now. <laughs> there is a man restocking the fridge. He's doing a great job. Doing a great job. But, but boy, uh, it's we icy. are cold. So we've picked a couple of bagels today. Uh, well, actually, let's run through the show real quick. Yeah. On what today's show, we're going to do a little bagel review. We So we're not we're not interviewing the owner today. First one in a couple of weeks. So we're going to... Uh, I will say Moshe was great. Uh, he's awesome. been really, really generous to they've, us. They've been really great here. I, I will say, though, I think it'll be good because we can run through our bagel rankings yeah. in general. So we're going to do that little bagel review. Uh, then we're going to have a recurring segment, Mensch and Schmuck of the Week, and run through the Oscars, a little Oscar review as our second segment. Yeah. And then we're going to break down leap years, which is something we both realized we didn't know that much about when the leap year occurred this past week. And finally, then we'll have our final toast. Final toast. That's pretty much it. So, Jake, what are we munching on today? So we're munching. We've had we've had two different types of bagels. The first was... They're both very good. They're both great. The first was our kind of go-to order, which was an everything bagel with scallion spread and the Nova salmon. And it, really good. Uh, n- the, f- the fish is salty, but not too salty. The, the schmear has the sweet of the scallion, but it's not too sweet. And the, the bread is really doughy without being too doughy. It's really chewy, it really soft, really airy. And it has the nice crunch, and they really seasoned it nicely on the outside. It's a huge bagel. It's really... I think this is the type of bagel, because it's so doughy, you, you have to get it here. You couldn't... I like think so. I think, I think you're really right. I don't think that this would really preserve so well. But it's really, really solid. The flavors are really good. The fish is is soft and it's smooth. It's certainly. Uh, well, I think this goes back to our conversation. There's like such a baseline of bagels, in New York City. I'm I'm wondering if we're ever gonna get a ba- like a bad bagel. I've had one, but we'll, I don't want to. I don't want to hate because we may go there we at some <laughs> point, and I don't want to. <laughs> and retry. Well, we'll see. All right, and so we will retry because I actually have heard good things of said place. So and we haven't broken down our rankings. Before we get well. to that, we also had a second bagel, we oh which was true, an everything sorry. bagel with uh, just bacon, egg, and cheese, which I think was a, a really nice it's breakfast good. bagel. Really nice really breakfast good. bagel. Really hearty, cheap, and really, really, really tasty. So let's break down. We haven't broken down now in our in a few weeks our uh, bagel rankings. Nick, you want to just go through them Yeah, I'm going to go through them real quick. So, uh, number one, we still have Barney Greengrass on the Upper West Side. Number two is Kozar's Bagels and Bialy's, which just reopened. Number three is Black Seed Bagel. And Black Seed's sort of interesting for us. We have a hard time placing it because we're doing... We're essentially, with this list, trying to find the best New York bagel in New York City. which is like the classic staple. We're not really... Like, when we talked about Zucker's last week, we talked about how delicious that white fish right. bagel was but that we're not really taking that into account in we're really these are really the bagels and locks right top 10 uh so black seed is really good and their bagel locks are delicious but there are other sandwiches we would highly recommend it as well right number four is h&h bagels uh, which we really enjoyed uh going to number five is Tompkins square bagels and rounding our list right now is number six zucker's bagels and smoked fish and, uh, and eventually we'll cap we'll cap that at 10 and I also, and then we'll have honorable mentions. And we'll have honorable mentions. I, I like. S- I would throw. Eventually, I think on that list, Big we'll have an honorable mention for that white fish sandwich at Zucker's because it was so right. good. I agree with that. I agree with that. So, 
the question is then, Jake, where do you place this? I know where I'm placing it for me. But I've got it at, I think, I think at number three. Wow. I'm really happy oh, with this bagel. Oh, I don't bagel. agree with that. It's good. It's really, really good. But I'm really happy with it. Like pretty heavy hitters on this list. It, it, they are all really heavy hitters. I think that this is a significantly tastier bagel than I thought it was going to be. True. And I really like when a bagel can negotiate. And I know, I know this is a little bit. It doesn't have as much to do with the taste, but I like when a bagel can be big and substantial and still maintain all of that flavor. I think that they did a really nice it has job. That's a really it. good ratio. It's really uh, a bagel here. Th- this is a meal, one bagel. And they, and despite really kind of stuffing it and making a huge bagel with a lot of salmon and a lot of s- spread, it, it still maintained all of the flavor components that uh, we really like about bagels. Well, and in a less my less in-depth method the ratio of the crunch to the to the schmear to the locks is very very good this is the the thing that's where, where do you have it i have it at four or five interesting because i think that i would feel comfortable putting it at four also i, I think I it's would feel very, very simil- h and h in this are very similar very similar bagels i think i like this one better i do too i like the i like the fish the what they've done with the fish and spread here more i love I like more. Sorry. It's good. No, it's great. So we'll we'll uh, put it at number four. You're comfortable. With I that? feel very good about that. All right. Um, so I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much our our review for this segment. Jake is taking a big mm. <laughs> bite. Mm. Of that bagel. We uh, I would say though we we highly recommend pick a bagel. Highly recommend it. We've we're sort and of specifically this location of pick a bagel. Well, they also, I, I mean, we came in, it's cleared out a little bit since we came in. Mm-hmm. Well, it's late in the afternoon. But, you know, we came in, there was a guy negotiating on the phone mm-hmm. over a bagel. There are a couple couple people here look like post, post-school post action. It, it's a, like the other bagel places we've been to, it's definitely a group. They're definitely a group of people that come here a Listen, lot. Listen, when, when you approach a bagel store and there's a neon hot bagel sign on the outside, it's always a, always a good luck. It's good luck. Yeah. I think we're going to go to break really quickly. We're going to come back with our current segment, Mansion Smuck of the Week, and our review of the Oscars. This is Schmears the Deal. I thought Chris Rock did a fantastic job hosting did a great job. He did an amazing job. Yeah. really did. Yeah. In fact, his jokes about the all-white Oscars were so good, the Academy has already decided they won't nominate any black people again next year. That's, yeah. Let's, you're gonna keep this rolling. Hashtag keep it going, yeah. Welcome back to Schmears the Deal. I'm Jake Seawalk. He's still Nick Feynman. I we're, am. We're at Pick a Bagel at 23rd and 3rd. We are. Still eating some bagels. And so now we get to our recurring segment. Uh, this is Mention Schmuck of the Week. Mitch. I think a Mitch is like a superhero. Those were the days when I was just a poor schmuck. They're looking at him like, what a schmuck. All right, thank you, Donald. Nice schmuck you gave <laughs> us right there. So, Jake, you have Mitch this week. You yeah. want to uh, start out? So, Tiger Woods is not my, is not my Mitch, but he's <laughs> thank, related to the story. Thank God. He opened up. A new golf course for kids called the Playground at Blue Jack National. Really, really gorgeous uh, course that's specifically designed for for kids. 
and he had a big press conference, and a couple hundred people were around. I don't know if you saw this story. Were around the first tee box. Did he, did he hurt himself talking? Listen, listen, listen. So he invited uh, an 11-year-old from Corpus Christi, Texas, named Taylor Crozier. He's our mensch of the week to hit the— This guy seems cool. Hit the first shot ever on this golf course. He steps up on a par three, 11 years old, and hits a hole-in-one. Are you sure? In front of a hundred feet, like hundreds of people, cameras. Tiger Woods is there, hugs him. It's an, you gotta watch it. It's unbelievable. That's one of the coolest things I've ever. Heard. Yeah, he just steps up, no practice swing, and just hole in one. Right, here's my question with eleven that. years old. Here's my question with though, has he just peaked? Like, is his <laughs> life like not to be a dick? But I, I actually think that probably in like six years he'll barely remember it. But he'll have, well through the beauty of of television he'll. He'll have right. video. You know of how that happens, though. Like when you're, when you're young, and you have like that, those kind of crazy moments, you hardly ever remember them. Yeah. Have you ever hit a hole in one in front of Tiger Woods? I haven't, but well, I'm pretty sure he's going to remember that. In the sixth that. grade, um, in my sixth grade holiday program, I did have a singing solo. Went by in a blur. I hardly <laughs> remember it. Tiger Woods was in the audience. No. All right, so this just doesn't apply at all. Doesn't apply. Okay. Well, congratulations to that guy. He's a mensch. That's he's awesome. a mensch. All right, my I have three schmucks this week. This was a three. This well, they are together. One, they are together. A collective schmuck. A collective schmuck. All right. I will say. I feel that. I will say that this was a hard week to choose. There were a lot of options. A lot of people were pretty schmucky this week with mm-hmm. people, at the Oscars, and a couple of athletes getting into trouble. But my. <laughs> My three schmucks, I don't even know their names. They are the three artists that created the MacBook selfie stick. They created a selfie stick strong enough to load your MacBook up on it and take video in anywhere you want. It's basically just like a giant pole. And they're, I think they tried to do it. (laughs) That's what I was imagining, just like a metal pole. Yeah, it's like doesn't retract. It's not even, it's. They're trying to be artists, and like I think they they like did it in like Times Square and other really touristy places. But if I saw those guys out anywhere, fair warning to them, I'm gonna try to break break it, yeah. break something. Feel you on that, that one, man. What schmucks! Like as if as if selfie sticks aren't in the way enough. I hate that. I hate everything about that. <laughs> you gotta you gotta see. Uh, we'll post a picture of the selfie stick selfie stick guys or the MacBook selfie stick guys as they're calling themselves. Somewhere on our social media for everyone to check out. It's pretty, uh, pretty insane. I hate uh, that. Yeah, it's horrible. So speaking of something that some people thought was horrible and some people thought was good, that was a really bad segue. The o- yeah, we'll go with the Oscars. The Oscars. <laughs> pretty. Mixed I actually thought it was a good show. I I thought it was great. So I maybe thought, that wasn't true. I also really like Chris Rock. I think he's just a really good guy. Well, so what do you? You also you are the movie, the movie expert, movie connoisseur in this. Yes, relationship and <laughs> co-working space. What did you think? Both first of, of Chris of the Rock. the show itself? Or yeah, of the, the show itself and then, of the, the and then of the choices. Because we did break down almost all the movies. If we, right. ca- if we were able to count, we would have <laughs> done all the movies. But, yeah, what do you think, what do you think of Chris Rock? Let's start with that. What do you think of the host? I thought he was really good. Yeah, I agree. I, I think there were... A lot of race jokes. I thought, by and large, they were deserved. Like, let's be let's be fair here. The entire thing was race jokes. Yeah, but I think it was all deserved, and some of them were so funny. Yeah, they were really, that really video good. of Tracy Morgan and the Danish girl. I could not <laughs> stop laughing. 
So I always liked that on the Oscars, though, when they Photoshop comedians or whatever that is. They put comedians into. I think they reshot a lot of those scenes. I think they gave them the raw. Is my the, like the raw footage, and they yeah. just green screened it. I, I was arguing this with an editor at work. I think it was half and half actually, because some of them, the like the Kristen Wiig, uh, Jeff Daniels one, their dialogue was different. True. Um, they definitely reshot that one. So, so I think it was it was a little half and half. I think that there were a lot of race jokes. I really don't want to get that much into it. By and large, they were all funny. So, real quick, who really cares? Real quick, though, Stacy, the Stacy Dash thing was, was weird. It was just, just weird. weird. She's so weird. Could she just go away? I don't. Yeah, I just didn't really get it. Just go away. She was a. She was, by the way, a nominee for Schmuck of the Week. She clear nominee for Schmuck of the Week. I think I don't. I don't think it's. A you weird, may hear I, a little bit about her in our extra schmear segment on, coming up on Tuesday. She. Uh, I think she's just a schmuck. It's not just of the week. It's just like. I, th- I agree. I think she's just a general schmuck. So that's, that's how sort of I guess I don't I, I what think do you think? Well, just to finish on Stacey Dash, I think she should have cut her losses at Mean Girls and <laughs> never been seen again. I thought it was a good show. I was I think it's too. No, long. no she wasn't mean. Sorry, Clueless, right? Clueless, she wasn't yeah, yeah. Cut her losses at Clueless and never be seen again. I think the Oscars. The show too was long. way too long. It's always too long. I mean, but let's be let's be fair. It's they want to. Generate as much revenue as possible. This so. is this is the first year where I've been I've known enough because we've because of this podcast we went through and watched almost all of them. I saw almost all of them. You saw all of them, and so I had opinions on all on all this stuff, which I I really so I really enjoyed that. I didn't. It makes it a better show. It really does, and I could but I could see the the two hour like sort of lag in the middle where it was all like technical stuff was really really tough. What really do you, you think of the awards? By and large, good. Well, let's let's You'll go through. See them. On you, our, came, you came on our close. Facebook you did page. eight out of ten, which you're actually pretty disappointed. Eight out of ten is not as good as you'd think it is. Um, the the eight that I had right were all pretty presumptive winners ahead of time. I thought that Sylvester Stallone was, I know it was nothing short of highway robbery well, that I he think, didn't win. I think Creed he is that movie. First off, and we'll get into this. Creed itself should have. Let's talk about Creed quickly because right. because it seems to me the director should have been nominated. Michael B. Well, Jordan so here's the nominated. thing. Here's the here's the knock against. I don't Creed. agree with. I don't agree with you that size should have won. Here's the knock against Creed. The knock against Creed is that it's a really formulaic movie. Here's where I really strongly disagree with people that knock it for that is that I think that formulaic movies base their formula off of movies like Creed that hit all the necess- like hit all the pretty typical beats, but do it flawlessly. Great acting great writing, really not cliched beats. And I think that people mistake that as, for for, a movie as that formulaic. For so cliched, it wasn't. Exactly. Um, there was that, there's was, there was one scene where Sylvester Stallone um, says something pretty mean to Michael B. Jordan. And the, the typical writing would just move on from that. And then, but it stays with him for an extra 30 seconds and he still starts talking to himself. He says, why? Why did, why did you say that? Why did you say it? And I, I just, I said to myself, as that's, I was like, that's great writing. That I mean, that was a really not cliched writing. Even though it's hitting all of the kind of t- quote unquote typical beats, it's really executing it at a near perfect level. And so that that knock against it really bothers me. And I, I think it's a shame that Michael B. Jordan wasn't nominated. I think it's more of a shame that the film itself wasn't. They, they had room for two more Best Picture nominees. I think that's, that's really. I think you can make. A, I think it's you can make a case against. Uh, Ryan Coogler being nominated. I think you can make a case against Michael B. Jordan be, being nominated. 
the the other nom- nominees for director and best actor were really strong. Let's be I, fair. I just want to say it should have been nominated for best picture. It's crazy that it wasn't. I just well, I also just want to say the Michael B. Jordan thing. When I I saw Fruitvale Station, I liked it a lot, which was the same director and same mm-hmm. and Michael B. Jordan. At the time, I didn't realize it, he wasn't he wasn't as advertised as Michael B. Jordan. As in, I didn't realize it was Michael Jordan's son. As much I I knew it afterwards, but like this movie was pegged like sports related movie. Michael Michael B. Jordan, Michael Jordan's son, is acting in it. To me, for what even though I'd seen Fruitville Station, my first thought was, oh, this was like handed to them. That him, this is gonna be horror just because he's Michael Michael Jordan's son. He crushed Wait, it. What? Michael B. Jordan's Michael Jordan's son. Is he really? Yeah, you didn't know that. I had no idea. Are you uh, kidding? Yeah. Oh, I'm serious. I'm serious. I feel like a. Cr- I can't tell if you're messing with me right no, now. No, I'm serious. How can you're I make that up? Me. How can you're I messing with up? me. I'm not. Me- Google it right now while, I, while totally I talk about this. Google messing it, with me. Google it right now while I talk about it. I originally gave him so much shit in my mind for being for being just like handed this role, and he was great. I thought he was great in this movie. This is going to blow my <laughs> mind yeah. hole if this is the, yeah, actually the yeah, case. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's his dad. Let's so let's talk about this movie for a second. While this while this loads, um, it's his dad. Look at look at parents right now. We're going to go through this. Loading, <laughs> loading, loading, loading. <laughs> I I thought that Ryan Coogler going back to the movie did a great job. I'm pretty excited. He's going into the Marvel franchise with his he's next good, movie. He's great. He's really good. And Fruitvale Station is a great movie. And but that's I mean but this goes back to the best director thing. He and I know we're not gonna we've talked we're not gonna talk about the Oscar so white thing. But he should have been nominated for best director in my opinion. Just on you're just we're just talking about on a merit. Ba- yeah, level. and but that would have I mean it's just like the to me that was the first. I'm. Do you really not believe he's? We'll get back to it in segment three. What did you think of the awards? So the big uh, the big upset was Spotlight over. over Didn't them. see it coming, but thrilled that it happened. I openly cheered. Like yeah. openly thrilled. Yeah. I thought it was the best movie of the year. I thought that or the Big Short were the two best movies of the year. Not the Revenant. So I'm pretty happy that the Revenant won. I think that I, I really believe that was the case, and it's. I think that there's actually a case to be made in the wake of the Spotlight Award for for a uh, for a best ensemble cast. I agree. Award in the in the Oscars. I think that if you look at a movie like like <laughs> Spotlight, exactly. Hold on, Michael Jordan has just loaded. Michael A. Jordan is not Michael Jordan, the basketball player. Yes, he is. No, he is not. Yes, he is. I don't believe you. Unless I was, unless I was wrong. I just think it's a different Michael Jordan, man. Is that possible? It is possible. I mean, hold on one second. How do you, this is a terrible thing that's going on right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm wrong. You're wrong, man. I'm wrong. You're absolutely. Did I just that would be a way bigger story time? if that were the case? Did I just assume that the I whole think time? I did. It's not Michael Jordan, the basketball player's son. Michael Jordan. Thank. <laughs> Goodness, I'm right on this. <laughs> he was bo- oh my god! <laughs> he was born to he was born to Michael Jordan, a caterer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not Michael Jordan, the right. six-time NBA champion. Hold on a second, I am backing myself. Your up face is so red right I'm now. I'm naming myself. That's unreal. I'm How many na- people have you told that? A lot. I'm naming that's that, awesome. I'm naming that. You're schmuck of the week. I'm schmuck Nick of the week. Feynman, schmuck of the week. You heard it here first. That's insane. That's so funny that you thought. First off, my mind was blown for a second, and then I I just knew immediately that there was no way that that was the case. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, man. I want to go back to the awards. Go. Mark Rylance won Best Supporting Actor. I watched Creed very recently. We've just, we've just been talking about it. I think that Sylvester Stallone should have won that award. I think that someone I can't remember who made this case, but this is what really. This is what made me think that Mark Rylance should not have won. Any any aging actor could have very reasonably pulled off that role. It was not Mark Rylance that made you that role. You think the writing made that yeah, role? Yeah, it was not Mark Rylance's performance that made that role so good. 
any older dude could have pulled that off, I think, very well. And so for that reason, I think it's kind of a – I think it's a shame that he won. I think that Mark Ruffalo was more deserving. I think that Sylvester Stallone thought, was more deserving. And I thought Tom Hardy – I thought Tom argue. Hardy was I, more deserving. I personally liked – I thought I, there were a lot of performances that were better than Mark Rylance's. And I, I think it's I think that, that that performance itself and the fact that that one is exactly what's wrong with the Academy Awards. Intra I, I personally And it's just like an old stodgy white like, vote. Yeah, I guess. But I liked the Mark Rylance win for this reason. I thought the only reason why that movie was Bridge of Spies was watchable was because of Mark Rylance. Yeah, I agree, but it, but I don't. I, I again, I don't think it was because of Mark Rylance. I think it was because that one role was written better than all of the other ones. I don't think that it was watchable because of Mark Rylance. I think it was watchable because they had one good part. So that for me is the big difference. Are you happy Leo won? You know, I am happy he won. I think he should have won for other movies. I don't think that this was his best movie by any stretch of the imagination. You think he should have won for Wolf of Wall Street, right? I think he should have won for Wolf of Wall Street. I really do. I think that that was an incredible, incredible performance. I think that he could have, I think he could have won for a number of things, but, but it's good that he won. It's good that, I I, I, he th- I think he may have given the best performance of the year. Also, even though it wasn't his, uh, it wasn't his best performance that he's ever given. I think it's a little shame that, a th- little bit bit of a shame that this was the first one that he won for, given that it wasn't his best performance ever. But ha- happy that he won. He's a, a very good guy. He's r- really active in fighting for the environment. The speech was and, a little and comes much. Across little as, much. It was a little me. much. And he's just Let me amend that. A lot of much. It was a lot of much. So was I thought Adam McKay's speech was even more a lot of much. Right. But yeah, I, I was pretty happy with the awards. I, I, I thought that everyone else wa- that should have won won. And I liked I liked that they gave Mad Max Fury Road its due. I, I agreed. I think and for the was, technical stuff. By the way, amazing. I think it was very. I I think it was very. Even though I said. I think it was either last week or the week before that it should have been nominated for Best Picture. I think it, it should have it deserved to win the awards it won. I think it I think in all those technical categories it was really brilliant. And so congratulations to George Miller and the whole uh, Mad Max team on that. And really happy with how the the award show went. I agree. All right. Uh, with that, we will go to break. I think I'm going to go read a little bit about Michael B. Jordan. You should and finish this bagel. Maybe we'll come back with a dessert or too much food today. I'm full. We had three bagels. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be talking about leap years. This is Schmier's the deal. Whenever I eat at a restaurant, I never put the napkin in my lap. I never put the napkin in my lap. And people say, Hannibal, why don't you put the napkin in your lap? Because I believe in myself. <laughs> Welcome back to Schmears the Deal. I'm Nick Feynman here at Jake Siwa. <laughs> I can't get over the fact that I still can't get over it that you thought that Michael B. Jordan's dad was Michael Jordan, the basketball player. That's so. I guess so, this is really stupid. So stupid. Funny. I'm just trying to think. The weird thing is, I've had conversations with people where they have brought it up. I wonder, has the world just been? No one thinks that, man. Has the world just no been one scheming? thinks that? No, no <laughs> one thinks unless they're scheming specifically against you. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That could really be the case. I hope it's the up. case because that's hilarious, man. Let's, so, uh, so Monday was February 29th, a day that we only, a date I should say, not a day, a date that we only come across once every four years. It hasn't always been that way. 
Although it's been that way now for a significant amount of time. Specifically, let's see if I can do the math in my head, 2,062 years. A lot of time. Or 2,061, depending on what source you read, 45 B.C. or 46 B.C. They decide, They realized that a year was longer than 365 they days. It, and they had to they realized it was 365 and a quarter days. A little less than a quarter, a little which creates problems. Tiny a bit. little less than a quarter, just a hair less than a quarter. So every four years we get an extra day. Well, it's although the s- the there are exceptions rules, to that. It's every year divisible. So let's let's go back to the beginning of the the history of leap year. So in 46 or 45 BC, uh, Julius Caesar, who everyone knows of, from the salad, from the sa- <laughs> <laughs> famous for his salad, famous for his salad. Uh, they started. He instituted something called the Julian calendar which was your typical 12-month, 365-day calendar. And it, they were... Side note, it would be sweet to be a Roman emperor. You could name... Everything gets named after everything you. Everything is named after you. First so name, last name? Yeah, it would be amazing. I wonder who Emperor Crouton was. <laughs> <laughs> there's, your, there's your weekly dad joke sponsored right. by Nick Feynman. Continue. Continue. So he and his team of astronomers, I guess... They decided that, well, they, re- they didn't decide. They realized that the Earth went around the sun at, in a, in a they had, there was an extra quarter day in there. And so they, they added the leap year in 46 or 45 B.C. And then in 1582, the Gregorian calendar was uh, brought to the fold by Pope Gregory. And that includes this because it's still 11 hours like a, a few minutes or 11 minutes off right um even with the it's typical better. leap year so it's now better, but not quite. so now every century year there's, there's no leap year. there's no leap year except for on century years <laughs> divisible by 400 so for people that are alive now we didn't experience that because the year 2000 was divisible by 400 right. but if any of us live long enough to 2100 there will be no leap year that year i'm confident we won't we've all had enough diet coke to I think make sure we I never think that get we'll, there. i think that we'll make it that's a totally separate discussion but i think <laughs> we'll Can i think I, we'll make it this is re- this is just because this has been the show of my dumb moments i just want to bring out in my stupid head right now for whatever reason when you're talking about julius caesar i just imagined a scene of game of thrones with just like oh julius like it's like the hand of the king talking to him. Nick's about had a life. really long week, and it, he's just be, he's been up a lot. And I've been up a lot this week. I, th- I think it's showing a little bit. <laughs> I don't think so because I've known the Michael Jordan thing for. All right, that's actually very <laughs> fair. That's <laughs> just been a, a, a misconception <laughs> that you've had in your head for a long weeks. time. <laughs> <laughs> for like we- months, even since Fruitvale Station. <laughs> that's years. That's, that's years. not even months. That's years. There's a Google. Google exists <laughs> for a reason, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's oh, so All right, back, funny. Back to leap years. I'm never going to get over that. I'm going to give you shit for that for so long. I deserve it. Back to back to leap years. Yeah. They're, it's amazing to me they haven't figured out a better system than this. So it's still 26 seconds off. They, they, they I, I guess the experts say that in 2000, I don't know who's like calendar experts, <laughs> but the year 4000, it's passed in down the year 4000, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to, Recalibrate? Recalibrate a day or so. Actually, in, in 1582, when they realized that they needed to be skipping every couple uh, centuries, 
they realized that they were, in fact, 11 days ahead of where they should be. And so it went from October 4th to October 15th. There were no October 5th through 14th so in the year 1582. All of our lives are lies. All of them. I don't know. If that's, I don't know if that's the case. There were just 11, 11 days were missing in 1582 to make up for it. But similarly, something will have to happen in the year, around the year 4000 to account for the because those 26 seconds they add up over the course of hundreds and thousands of it's years. It's just amazing to me. They had, we just a guy just stayed in space for a year. We can't figure out the calendar. Yeah, I mean, you could theoretically just add a second to each day or a yeah. millisecond or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, feel like it wouldn't no be... No one pays attention anymore. Very few people have, have the watches. Yeah, no one, no. It's, it just gets updated on your I iPhone. I, haven't been, I yeah. always wear a watch, and I haven't been able to find it for three days. I'm a little it's worried. You lost on the leap year. I don't know what I did. There's actually... there. Uh, I, a guy I work with had got the date wrong on everything he worked on yesterday because his oh, watch man. doesn't account for leap years. That's pretty funny. So his his watch was day. Here's what's amazing to me. What's amazing to me about all of this... And Ja Rule was born on a leap day? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jaw is a, such a good rapper. What a leap, baby! What a leap, baby! He's he and uh, the other person I I thought was really Tony Robbins. Two <laughs> two of the most <laughs> inspirational people that you can ever think of. No, what, what's actually amazing to me is that they were able to, in 46 BC, realize that they needed something like this. I think that's actually pretty remarkable. Yeah, I, it's it's amazing. But I, when when I was doing research for this, I was expecting it to have not been like 1910. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> n- not quite, but something more like the, the mid 15 or 1600s. I was really pretty pretty right. surprised that it was right, 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 right. from that early on. I, I agree with you. I do. Th- I will say though that yeah, it was amazing. But they updated. They've updated the calendar since the first one. They I think they could do it again. It wouldn't be a big deal. It would not be a big there, deal. The, what another interesting part of leap days is there are a number of superstitions connected with them, which I think, which I just think is interesting. Let's go through them. Well, one of them is that uh, starting back in Scotland in 1288, uh, Margaret, Queen of Scots, ah, said that no salad named after her. By the way, disappointingly, maybe she's Cobb salad. I don't know. We just didn't know <laughs> <laughs> that. But that what if that was named after Ty Cobb? I wonder. <laughs> I think it was probably named after Michael Jordan. Let's be, let's be honest. Michael A. Jordan or Michael Wait. B. Jordan? C. Jordan. <laughs> anyway, she said that women could ask men to marry them on the leap year alone. Classic Sadie Hawkins day. Sure. There was a... I went to a camp for one year before I settled into my s- annual summer camp, Camp Moden in Maine. I went to a camp called Camp Sabra. And so I'm, assu- I'm just going to go ahead and assume they're both Jewish summer camps. One, that the <laughs> only difference is that one was slightly more Jewish than the other one. Which one did you end up with? The more Jewish? The more Jewish. I ended up in a pretty orthodox uh, summer camp. So the, the first one, which I went to for one year, there's actually the big dance at the end of the, at the, end of the I guess, month-long session. It's called the Sadie Hawkins dance. Check it. Check this out. This is literally, it's the craziest, looking back, literally the most insane thing ever. All the guys go stand in a field, <laughs> just alone. Just you go, Like, they congregate in a field. And then all of a sudden, just from up this hill, the girls run. And they... Like Braveheart style? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> they, like, run up this hill, and they choose guys. And once you're chosen by one of the girls... <laughs> That's your like that's your date it. for the dance. That's done, and it's done. You can't. 
Like, if someone gets you before the girl you want to get you, it's over. You're selected. <laughs> and it was seriously one of the more insane experiences. Yeah, that's wild. So, so that was the, that's my Sadie Hawkins but story. Ne- but it wasn't Leap Year created. It was it was just Sadie Hawkins. It's just Sadie Hawkins. The girls choose the guys. But it was ins- but it was inspired, inspired by by uh, the creator by the of the Cobb Salad, yeah. Margaret, <laughs> Margaret <laughs> Queen of Scots. <laughs> <laughs> so your chance of being born on a leap day, if you're having a baby, is well, you'd have to have it in the right year. But it's uh, <laughs> one thousand four hundred sixty-one to one. That's here's a do you s- do they all celebrate their birthdays on February twenty eighth or March first? Or is I, it 50, I, think, 50? I think that's a preferential. We, we'd have, we'll reach out to Ja Rule. We'll, we'll let, reach out we'll to Ja. We'll see what Ja says. Yeah. And also uh, Tom Brady and Giselle were, were married on a... Why not would, that that why matters. Why would you do that? Because... It's fun. I don't know. Is Tom Brady at the point where he's annoying yet? Everyone loves him too much. It bothers me. I think me. everyone hates him, man. I, I think don't it's know. the exact opposite. I don't know. How can you say that in New York City where everyone hates of, his yeah, guts? A lot of people really hate So him. many people... I'd say that his disapproval rating is... 80%. But in yeah, but people also there's like some weird like respect for him as well. People hate There is him. respect. People people love to hate him. Yeah. There was actually when I was in Boston last, there's a giant billboard of just his face in like a very prominent He just signed it to your uh, to your contract extension playing playing into his 40s. Wants to play until he's 50 almost. He thinks Maniac. he can play until he's 47 or 48. I think he can. I think he will be alive mm-hmm. for 2100 when there isn't a leap year. Yeah, he'll be. All of us. He'll look a little bit like Donald Trump does now. (laughs) (laughs) The Donald. Donald. All right. uh, With that, you want to move on to our final toast? Let's move on to our final toast. This is the final toast. All right, Jake. Who are you toasting? I'm toasting. I don't really know. Like off season. So the off baseball off season is over. I am final toasting. Spring training, baby. The off season. The Cardinals played their first game yesterday against Florida Atlantic University. How'd they do? They were down 6-1 and then scored 12 runs in the eighth inning when they Sounds about they right. actually started a bunch of like low single-A players and then they put in some better players <laughs> and put scored, in their 12, starting lineup. Put in, scored 12 <laughs> runs immediately. And crushed, yeah, they crushed, crushed those they college players. They ended up winning 13-6. And I'm also final There's actually, wait, quick fun fact yep. about that, actually. Nolan Ryan pitched against his son in one of those That's games awesome. back in the day. His son That's was pretty in college cool. And they let him pitch? That's awesome. No, and he was, he was, yeah, and they right, just, they just let him. But could you imagine being a college player with Nolan Ryan throwing like one of right. four? Well, they brought, like, they brought in this. We, the, the Cardinals just signed a really good Korean pitcher whose nickname is the Final Boss because he was a closer <laughs> in Korea. That's one of the cooler and, nicknames. Yeah, I've heard and they, all. his other nickname is the Stone Buddha. Two great nicknames, <laughs> and they, they put him in, and they did, literally could not touch the, the ball. And so I'm also final toasting the long-awaited, well, season four of uh, House of Cards is back on tomorrow, and so I'm final toasting. It's on midnight, right? Yeah, I'm final toasting the the gap that we've been waiting, the the off period. And boy, season three was bad. I thought it was good. I thought just thought it was a significantly worse than the first two seasons. That said, uh, season four is getting great reviews. They say that it's just it's as good, good as season one and season two, so pretty excited about that. Who has seen it? Who's they? Netflix? Well, uh, no, no, no. They Netflix allows so critics, critics to to watch the first six episodes of it. Oh, really? Yeah, they they give the first six episodes to critics a day or two ahead of time. Well, so maybe I guess we won't do it next week because people wouldn't have seen it, but maybe in two weeks we will review the House of Cards season. Yeah, not so. to like throw like a way preview. Right. <laughs> Who are you toasting? I'm final toast. I'm final toasting. Also sports. We seem to have a lot of sports in our final toast. Which yeah. I'm fine with. 
I'm final toasting Kirk Cousins and the Washington Redskins. They finally got him under contract for next well, they year. Just, they just franchise tagged him, right? Fine. They're paying him $20 million for, for one year for another preview. And if he sucks, he's out. He's out. Well, I think he's actually going to be out. I think he's going to test free agency either way because the Redskins are schmucks. Right. But what can you do? And I think that's probably going to do it for us. And like we always say, we'll do better next time. We could definitely do better next time and stay toasty out there. <laughs> Schmears the Deal is brought to you this week by Pick a Bagel, located at 23rd and 3rd in Murray Hill of New York City, and is produced by Jacob Seawalk and Nick Feynman in association with Team Panther Productions, with a special thanks this week to Hannibal Burris and Conan O'Brien. Please subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud, or for more information, please visit SchmearsTheDeal.com. <laughs>